What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 30, and this one's going to be called An Explosion of Joy. All right, before we get into that, a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, been a crazy uh, week this week with the coronavirus and um, all that it's affecting, you know. Obviously, this is a, a worldwide um, event that we're facing here, and it's causing a lot of different problems on a lot of different levels. But, I mean, first and foremost, my hearts and prayers goes out to everyone who's um, gotten sick or maybe lost loved ones. Um, it's been a very tragic season for us all, and so my heart and prayer are with all you guys who've been affected personally. And then, you know, obviously it's causing a lot of uh, disruptions in other ways as well. Uh, my family, I know we were supposed to go to Israel with a group of runners to do the Jerusalem Marathon, and our trip unfortunately got canceled. So obviously bummed to not get to go travel to the Holy Land this weekend and experience that, but um, know that that will come again in the future. Uh, they just announced today that the Boston Marathon is going to be postponed, which I'm also bummed about because I was also... Um, I always go out to the Boston Marathon as a John Hancock elite athlete ambassador. So bummed to um, have to push that back a little bit. And I know all you guys who are listening, um, if you're planning races in this March month, likelihood of those races being postponed or canceled is pretty high. And so just, you know, kind of talking practically about um, how we can approach racing in the coming months, just a little tip well, a couple of tips, uh, but to start things off, I just really recommend that you guys find local smaller races that are less likely to be canceled. You know, New York City half just got canceled. Like I said, Boston, like all the big races seem to be canceling. So um, you certainly want to have a backup option. And I think there's a great opportunity for us to get to invest into our community, support local races that, you know, maybe we wouldn't otherwise go to. And, um, you know, maybe some of those races will be canceled as well. But I think the likelihood of a smaller race being canceled is much much less i would just make sure you guys recommend if you are chasing say a boston qualifier or qualifying time for another race just make sure those are certified courses that um, your time is going to count on those courses Um, but you know i always say you know every season every event every day there's something to be gained there's there's opportunity if we're willing to look for it there's gold if we're willing to seek it out and find it so let's have that mindset as we think about you know going through this the season of scrambling fine races and races getting canceled is like we're going to find something good about this season that we're in and maybe it even looks like revamping your training you know and be like okay well you know a lot of these races aren't happening my marathon's not happening anymore so i'm gonna take this opportunity to really dive into my strength training i'm gonna hit it super super hard and i'm gonna try and get just stronger than i've ever been before like this is what i'm gonna use this season for that otherwise wouldn't be able to or maybe i'm going to focus on 5k or mile um, speed and developing that and really just going all in on track work and try and get myself as fast as i can you know oftentimes there's these like little things in training that we don't do because we're focused on a bigger something and maybe this is the opportunity to step back from that and be like okay now this is my chance to like work on this small thing that i know i've been i should have been working on this a lot before but i just didn't have the time and energy and excitement for it and now because of the events i'm able to focus in on that so let's look at this season as opportunity to change what we're doing to throw something new at our body and to maybe support our local um, running races in our local uh, hometowns so 
a little bit on that. Um, next thing I want to chat about, I've gotten this question a couple times about threshold running and what is threshold running. I know it can be like a term that gets thrown around a lot when we talk about training and um, I'm going to give you guys my definition of it because a lot of coaches too, they have different definitions of what is threshold running and I like to keep it just super super simple I think this is one that's really easy to like overthink and make way too complicated but we all know what a threshold is right threshold is it's like the door threshold that you carry your wife over the first time you bring her into your home after you just got married right like it's what you cross over so threshold is just an imaginary line that if you cross that line you're on the other side of something right so I like to think of threshold running as um, different depending on what event you're getting ready for. So your 5K threshold, for example, is a lot different than your marathon threshold. So just think of like your threshold being the maximum speed energy you could sustain for a given distance. So like I said, your threshold is going to look a lot different for half marathon than a marathon, for example. So like my threshold for 5K running when I was running professionally might have been 420 per mile, whereas my threshold for marathon running was 445 per mile. So it shifts based on the event that you're training for. So when I prescribe threshold running, you know, I'll try, I try and remember to define that as like this is marathon threshold and this is half marathon threshold and so to find your threshold it really just takes you experimenting and training with it and you can go off heart rate um, kind of a general rule of thumb is that roughly like 85% of your max heart rate is about what your quote unquote threshold is but again like your threshold for 5k you're going to be able to sustain a much higher heart rate than you will for a marathon so it's really event specific your threshold and the only way to find your threshold is to play with it in training so if you want to find what your threshold is for three miles go run three miles essentially as hard yet even as you can right like going out super fast is not how you find your threshold like you want to basically kind of guesstimate what pace you think you can hold for a three mile threshold and peg it right there and see if you can hold it and then the next time you go repeat the same thing try going out a little bit faster and a little bit faster and if you reach you know you found your threshold when you pick up the pace and you just pick it up a little bit and then all of a sudden you just like hit a wall and you're dying and your pace just drops off dramatically and this is actually what they look at when they're do measuring your threshold on a treadmill doing lactate threshold um, testing when they prick your finger they're looking for your, your lactate levels are about the same about the same and then all of a sudden you're when you cross over your threshold they'll just spike way up and so that's where they know where your lactate threshold is is where that spike is so you can do the same thing without having to prick your finger just by playing with the pacing um, in training so Hopefully that's helpful in defining threshold running. Um, again, that's just something you're going to have to play with in training to find it. So, And the only way to play with it is to sometimes go out too hard and crash and burn. Like That's part of finding your threshold, so don't be afraid to do that. All right, so now let's get into today's episode. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, with this coronavirus and everything, it just makes you kind of rethink about life a little bit, right? Like... Even though like, I'm fully aware like, you know, the flu, we lose a lot more people from the flu as we're losing from the coronavirus right now. Um, 
so I'm, I'm aware that this isn't like, I'm not walking around afraid of dying, but it does like kind of make you reassess uh, your life a little bit. And I was thinking about things I really want to get out into the world and and things that I want our community, the Run Free community to be about. And as I think about those things, um, joy is at the top of the list for me. Uh, and so I was thinking about something my dad told me when I was first getting in the sport of running. And this was a mantra that I think I mentioned in the back in the mantra podcast. Um, and the mantra is this, happy feet make light feet. And uh, so, yeah, my dad would just tell me that and remind me of that all the time when I was training and when he could tell, like, I was getting super nervous before a race or maybe he could just tell I was just getting too into it and too bogged down and feeling too much pressure. And he just remind me, like, happy feet make light feet. Like, let's find a way to find joy out there. And I'm really glad that my dad kind of imparted that to me at a young age, but it's something that I've continued to have to cultivate to this day. It's not like most things in life where you don't just learn the lesson once and you're done that's finding joy has been a continual journey for me and what I love about going after joy is you can never have too much right like I can be walking around like super joyful just having a good day being in a really good spot on the inside and um but yet it's like I could always take more, right? So wherever you're at, you know, on the joy spectrum right now, listening to this podcast, my goal is just that this can just bring it up another notch, right? Like joy is something that we can never have too much of. So as I think about joy and where does joy come from and how do I increase the joy in my own life? I remember one of the stories that uh, my pastor at Bethel uh, used to talk about all the time. I think this was Bill Johnson who would always tell this story of, you know, this super um, high-end business guy, really wealthy business guy. And he traveled, he's, you know, struggling with depression and being really down despite his success and um, so he traveled to like the other side of the country to meet with a therapist um, to try and figure out what's going on inside of him and how he can become more joyful and so he gets there sits down with his therapist and you know they're talking for a little bit and his therapist just says you know joy joy is an inside job and uh the businessman gets up writes a check and just walks out of the office and it's been like you know, five minutes or something like that. And the guy's like, where are you going? And he was like, that's, that's all I needed to hear. That was it. And so he takes off and, you know, the level of joy that he experiences just goes up. And I think sometimes that's just a good reminder to me that I can oftentimes be looking for races or breakthrough in running to bring me joy, but really true joy, it really is an inside job. And so just being reminded of that and reminding myself of that from time to time has been super, super helpful for me because it's so easy, right, to look for things like breakthrough, like races, and then you get coronavirus happens and all of a sudden you're not running Boston anymore. And you're just like, man, I'm just feeling kind of down. Like what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Is it because, it, you know, like it's just really easy to let outside things kind of steal your joy but so i want to talk about how do we find that joy and maintain that joy that inner joy so as i was thinking about this and you know this is something that like i said i work on this daily and something i'm still learning and growing into but i've really found that joy comes from my perspective like how i'm seeing myself how i see other people and how i see the world 
So oftentimes I find that I'll just be walking around and just like not particularly joyful that day, but not like really in a bad mood either, just kind of like going through the day, right? I don't know if I'm sure you've been there at some point. And so when I'm having those moments, I like to ask myself this question, like what about my perspective is causing me to not be ridiculously joyful right now? Like why am I not just like really joyful? Like what thoughts are, are going through my mind that are keeping me from that joy? And in particular, like what's the story I'm telling myself? Like we, you know, I don't know the exact stats on it, but you guys have heard before, like how many thoughts you think every minute or every day. And it's just, you're just constantly telling yourself a story and a story about you, a story about other people, a story about the world. And so... Oftentimes, I'll be telling myself a negative story about myself, and I won't even like be aware of it. Really, it's just it's just like a, a movie reel that's just playing in my mind. And so sometimes it takes me just stepping back, asking myself the question: How am I seeing myself right now? Am I seeing myself as weak? Am I seeing myself as undisciplined? Am I telling myself that no one cares about me? Like, what am I feeding myself right now? And what's really helpful for me as I do this is to write it down, to actually like get it out of my mind, um, to even like speak it out. Because when you speak it out, you realize how it doesn't, how it's not true and it doesn't make sense. So oftentimes I'll just get a journal out and I'll write down the thought that I'm thinking and then I'll write down in a column right next to it, like the truth. And man, that is super, super helpful in processing the story that we tell ourselves. So I really wanna encourage you guys with that. And you can even take some time right now, just take a second. Um, that's the great thing about these podcasts, like you might be driving right now, doing the dishes, maybe you're on a run. Like, let's just take a second right now and think, what, what about your perspective are you telling yourself that's keeping you from being ridiculously joyful? What? Are you, what is the negative thoughts that have been going through your mind today? So let's just take a, take a second and let's just think about that. I want you to get that in your mind. All right, so if you guys got that thought, now what I want you to do is either tell yourself or if, better yet, if you can write it down, write it down, write down that thought. And now I want you to tell yourself like, what is the truth now? Like, what is the truth about that thought? And chances are like, there's a little bit of truth in your thought. Like maybe, maybe your negative thought is, man, I'm just like not very disciplined. And yeah, it might be true, like uh, you're struggling with self-discipline right now. Maybe you're um, you know, not eating the foods that you know you should be eating. Like nutrition obviously can be a really hard thing to be self-disciplined about, right? And so there might be a little bit of truth in there. Usually there is, but usually we take that truth and we make it personal, right? So let's change that. If say, for example, nutrition is your thing that you're really struggling with and you're down with your lack of self-discipline. Instead of telling yourself, I am not disciplined right like let's say let's acknowledge what's going on let's say i am currently and i got this from bethel our church in Reading. like i'm currently struggling with my nutrition but that that is 
depersonalizing it when we say that, right? It's like we're removing it from us. It's like, yes, this is something that I'm struggling with, but this is not me. This is not a reflection of my character. And then let's declare how we want our character to be. So I'm a disciplined. So if I were to write down, say, the negative thought is I'm undisciplined and that's being played out in my nutrition. And then let's, in the next category, talk about the truth. The truth is I am a disciplined person that's currently struggling with my nutrition and this is how I'm going to turn this around. So you're giving yourself a strategy of like every time I feel hungry instead of reaching for a Twix bar, I'm going to reach for an apple with peanut butter. You know, like give yourself a strategy of like actually how you're going to turn yourself around. So let's let's take a second and if you just want to think through this and do it in your mind, that's totally fine if you're driving obviously. Um, but if you can, write it down, write it down. So let's take a second to do that. All right, so hopefully you guys had time to do that. If you didn't, you can always go back and do that when you do get some free time, some downtime. Now let's move on to, so now we've addressed um, our perspective of ourself. Now let's look at how we're viewing other people. Because it's crazy how, you know, when we view other people a certain way, it really does change like what's going on inside of us as well. So sometimes we're killing our own joy by looking at someone else and like thinking poorly of them, judging them, um, you know, even like broken relationships can definitely, that's a huge um, joy kill, right? Like broken relationships, fighting with other people, like if, if if you're not married, you will learn this when you're married. When you're not in right relationship with your spouse, it it is very difficult to be filled with joy. So now we're going to kind of address that other person. All right. So let's let's look at: Are you seeing someone else in a negative light? Are you in conflict with someone else? So let's just take a minute, think about our relationships with other people. Like, are any of those relationships? killing our joy right now so let's just take a minute let's dig dig in and see if we can find a relationship that maybe is killing our joy So if you guys are picking up a weird noise, I don't know if you're picking it up or not, but if I need to remind you, I am in my garage and there's a freezer right behind me. So it's like kind of gurgling, <laughs> a weird little gurgling noise. That's what it is. Um, but anyways, all right. So you might've identified um, a relationship you're having that's really causing you to struggle with joy right now. If that's the case, um, so really want to encourage you guys to forgive them, even if they haven't asked for your forgiveness, even if you don't think they deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness is medicine for you, not, I mean, it can be for them as well, 
but I think it's primarily medicine for you. Gets our spirit like back in that right spot, right? Like you guys have probably heard, I don't even know who came up with the saying, but like unforgiveness is like swallowing deadly poison and expecting someone else to die, right? So really when I think about like relationships and, and that killing our joy, to me it comes back to like we can only manage one side of the relationship and we cannot control other people. And just letting go of that alone can be super, super helpful and healing in our relationships. Just being like, I am not even gonna try to control you anymore. Like you are in control of you and I have zero control of how you respond to this situation. But what I do have control over is myself and how I handle this situation. And so I'm like choosing, and you don't even have to tell the person, like you can just write this down yourself. And I always encourage people like, write it down. Like it it is helpful to say this and feel this in your head and heart, but it's even more powerful when you write it down. Um, So let's just take some time now. And with that person, that relationship, like let's really, with everything inside of us, forgive that person and let's also realize like forgiveness is a process it's something that usually needs to be done over and over and over again like it's really easy to forgive someone once and you truly do forgive them and then you start thinking about you're driving somewhere and you start thinking about how messed up it was what they did and what they said and you know how it is like you just start rehashing it and the injustice of it all and it's really easy to just fall back into that like oh like you know so like let's truly forgive and let go but then let's make a habit of like anytime we feel ourselves going back to that conversation we have in our head about that person reminding ourselves like i've i've forgiven that person truly from the bottom of my heart so let's take just a second and let's get that relationship in our mind and let's truly just forgive that person with everything inside of us All right, so the last thing we're going to deal with on the inside that can be a a joy kill is how we're seeing the world around us. And I kind of talked about this a little bit in my last podcast where it's really easy to see all the injustice that's happening to us, you know. In my case, I was talking about like, you know, the bad luck, the misfortune that Sarah had of having to run the Olympic trials on a crazy hilly course, but not realizing that, you know, back in 2007, I had the good fortune of running on a hilly course that suited me better. And yet I didn't even realize it. Right. So we have that tendency to kind of realize when bad things are happening to us and we can very quickly develop this like very negative outlook of the world that like the world is out to get me everything's going wrong everything's deteriorating um you know all those negative thoughts about the world so this one we're not going to take time to like deal with this because i think this would be more helpful to write down your perspective of the world because this might take some like real sitting down and like really getting nitty gritty and thinking about how do I see the world? And that's kind of the question I want you to flush out as as you think about your perspective of the world. And do you see the world as negative? And then writing out, again, write out your honest thought like and be as real as you can be with that thought. 
don't hold anything back and then write next to it and call them write out the truth and then what i want you guys to do is write out the truth not only that but then declare it like start speaking it out and find ways to you know obviously declare it when it's just like you in the bathroom or you out on your runs in the forest or whatever but then also look for ways to declare it in public places that are kind of like sneaky declarations like there's something i kind of like to do where say like for coronavirus is a perfect example right now right like everyone's going to be talking about it talking about how frustrated they are that their race got canceled and it's really easy to be like yeah man this you know just jump on the bandwagon just be like yeah this really is terrible i mean it is terrible but you know what i mean just like to join in that perspective of like this is so bad and it's really easy to just keep feeding that fire that negative fire right um but i like to see that as opportunity to actually like kind of flip the table and be like yeah like this is like a real bummer but you know what like i'm i'm actually kind of excited because i've really been wanting to hit the weight room super hard and i've always just been too lazy to do or i've always been too focused on the marathon to really pour myself into my weight so i'm actually just going to use this as a season to really go after my weights and that can really change you know that's not threatening to the person you're talking to you're not being like dude stop being an idiot like look for the gold (laughs) that's not that's not the perspective we don't want to come at people with fire and brimstone right like we want to like change the culture by inspiring people around us being like actually like i'm just looking at this a little bit different than you like i'd love to like just and then you can share with them just authentically being like yeah like i totally i've seen it the same way as you but now i'm kind of just starting to see a little bit different and i'm actually seeing that this can actually be an opportunity for me to grow and get better and um and even like love people around me more deeply and be there for my community and support my local races like i'm actually seeing like this can you know, I can use this for good. It's not a good thing that happened, but I can, I can turn it around. I can make it into something good. And that, that's some powerful stuff. And that's, you know, really what I want our run free community to be is those people out there who are, they're looking to flip the table, right? Like they're, they're, they're seeing those negative things. They're not liking them either. There's, they're stinging too. They're hurting along with everyone else, but then they're looking for ways to like, be creative and flip this thing around and and find a way to make it good and uh, find a way to redeem it like that's what we're meant to be is we're made to redeem tough situations all right so kind of dealt with that first part about joy being an inside job and it's really want to encourage you guys like think about that this week as we're going throughout our week and lots of crazy stuff is going on around us and it's being like my joy is not determined by outside things. My my joy is found on the inside. It's found from my healthy perspective of myself, my healthy perspective of people around me, my healthy perspective of the world that I live in. And then joy comes from radical self-love and acceptance. And we're going to do a little bit more of some some inner work here, some inner healing. I hope that isn't weird for you guys. If it is, at least it's just a podcast and you can just think about other stuff while we're doing it. It's a pretty safe atmosphere to do it in. Um, I, I even find like I've done like uh, inner healing stuff at churches and stuff. And I felt it, it, it definitely was helpful, but it felt a little bit awkward to me at first. So that's normal for it to feel awkward if it feels awkward to you. Uh, but we're just going to do a little bit more of that. So uh, what I want to do now is I want us to take a look at ourself and how we see ourselves and go a little bit deeper into that. We kind of got into that a little bit. Um, 
And what I want to do is I want you to take the thing that you like the least about yourself. It could be, I don't know, like I said, lack of self-discipline. That's kind of an easy one that I think a lot of people are like, man, I really wish I was more disciplined. So let's use that again for an example. So I want you to take that thing. I even want you to see yourself in that moment where you are undisciplined, all right? So maybe it's when it's really cold out and you don't feel like going for a run. It's super early in the morning, it's dark, and you're supposed to go out for your run, and your alarm goes off, and you hit snooze. And then the snooze goes off, and you turn it off, and you go back to bed. All right, so I want, I want to actually you to be outside of yourself, but observing yourself in that moment of lack of discipline, all right? So take a minute, I want you to get that really clearly, I want you to see it in your mind as clearly as you possibly can. So I'm gonna give you a second, think about the thing that you like least about yourself, now observe yourself doing that thing from the outside, all right? All right, so, now you got it. Now what I want you to do is I want you to lean in to yourself. It's kind of weird. Your outside self, lean into your inside self and just tell yourself this simple thing. It's okay. It's okay. And you're saying this in, out of a heart of, not necessarily of like, yeah, like just do, screw it. Like just hit, hit your... Uh, take your alarm off no big deal like not with that kind of heart but it's more of like heart of compassion of like i totally get you like i totally understand the struggle you're feeling right now i totally know w why you're doing this and i just have so much compassion and love for you that i'm just telling you like it's okay like it's okay to struggle with this and it's okay that this hasn't changed about you yet. Because maybe this is something you've been battling with for a long time and you really want it to change and you just haven't been able to change. Like, man, I just cannot stop hitting the snooze button on my alarm. Like, I've been trying this for 20 years and I cannot wake myself up. And maybe what you need to do to change is to accept all of you first. To accept to fully understand to fully get you and that's the thing that like i love about god is when i think about god i think about how fully he knows us and understands us and loves us how he he this is what he does right like he sees us in that moment of weakness and he sees us stumble in that moment of weakness and he fully gets it he's like i totally understand why you're struggling with this so much and yes i don't want you to keep struggling with this but I believe that you're going to change through radical self-love first, like feeling fully loved, fully accepted, fully understood. And that's what's going to empower us to change, not being like, I'm just going to try harder next time, man. I'm, I'm, this is the time. How many times have we all told ourselves that, right? Like if it was that easy, everyone would keep their New Year's resolutions all the time. But this is kind of a lesser taken path where we actually like, get ourselves. We actually love ourselves. We actually understand ourselves. So as often as you need to do this, like when you're struggling with something, like see, get outside yourself, see yourself doing that thing, and then just whisper in your own ear, like, it's okay. But remember, it's, it's, it's okay in the sense of like, I love you, I understand you, I get you, and we're going to get back up and we're going to, we are going to change, but we're going to change through radical self-love. 
All right, so then I want you guys to do the same thing, but this time I want you to do it with your biggest failure, all right? So, man, I have a long, I have a, a list of, that I could choose from here, um, but this is super helpful for me in finding healing from um, times when, man, I just felt like I just failed massively, right? Like I can think of like Beijing Olympics, for example, like, that took me a long time to heal from that. So I want you to, to take your biggest failure. It doesn't have to be the biggest, but one of one of your like failures that really stung, that really hurt, right? I want you to get it in your mind right now, okay? So do that for a second. All right. So you got your biggest failure. Now I want you to, again, be you observing you going through this moment, right? All right. So like for me, like I'm seeing myself at the Beijing Olympics. And by the way, like this, I've worked through this and this doesn't really sting for me anymore. But this is uh, this is the first thing that popped into my mind when I thought about my biggest failure. So um but I've, I've reframed it and now the further you get away from it, sometimes too, like time can heal as well, right? And so I don't think of it as a failure anymore, but it was one that really stung for me uh, throughout my career. So anyways, I'm, I'm like watching myself compete and falling back from the pack, falling out of metal position. I'm seeing like the lead group just getting further and further. I'm seeing that lead helicopter just drift off into the distance, but I'm like watching myself compete um, and now what I want you to do, so as you're seeing yourself, and it doesn't have to be running, whatever the failure is, as you're seeing yourself go through this failure, I want you to tell yourself this, all right? I want you to whisper to yourself, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. As, as many times as you need to say it, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I think about myself in Beijing, when I'm in my body going through it, it feels terrible, right? Like it feels like I'm just sucking right now. <laughs> but when I pull myself out of that situation and like I can see myself competing in my mind's eye, like right now as I'm talking to you guys. And as I'm seeing myself run, like I am like filled with this sense of like, I am proud of myself. Like I poured myself out. Like I put everything I had into it and I was so hard on myself when it was going on. Right. Like, I, so I'm filled with this like self-compassion and that's, that's what I want you guys to do in this exercise is you're looking at yourself going through your biggest failure. I want you to just be filled with like so much love and compassion for yourself. And I want you to look at it almost like a father or a mother watching their kid compete here and we're going to do that next actually but um at from the outside and just being like man like you're struggling and this isn't going how you want it and man my heart is breaking for you as your dreams are going down the toilet but i am just so proud of you i'm so proud of your effort i'm so proud that you're out there and you're going for it and like so is if you need to do this for a while, and it might take a while, watch yourself competing or doing whatever it is that you're failing at, and then just whisper in your own ear, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And by the way, this can be a really useful mantra when you're out on the road and you're in a race and you're really struggling and you feel like you're going through your biggest failure or you feel like you're just blowing up. This can be 
so transformative to just tell yourself, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you in this moment. I'm so proud of you for putting yourself out here. I'm so proud of yourself for pouring yourself out. Like being proud of yourself really enables you to find something inside yourself that maybe wouldn't come to life have you if you didn't tell yourself that. All right. So now we're going to see ourselves as, as, and again, this is another part of finding that radical self-love, that radical acceptance. We're going to see ourselves as our very best version. So how I like to look at this is, you know, now being a dad and having, you know, gone through childhood with my kids to some extent, I'm still relatively new to this thing, almost like four and a half years into parenthood, but um, it really changes your perspective being a parent. And it really has changed like how I'm able to look at myself. So when I think about looking and seeing the very best version of me, I like to just picture myself, and may, this might be different for you, by the way, like find what works for you. But I like to picture myself like on a playground for some reason. Like when I picture myself, like we used to just go all over to all these different crazy playgrounds in Southern California growing up as a kid, like crazy, like big old long wooden like ships and stuff like that that you could play on, right? And like, like a... Uh, sand dunes that you could run up and down and we'd like run up and down as many times as we could and like roll down so anyways like for some reason like that's kind of like my happy place right we'll have gilmore quote for all you elderly you like that movie i love that movie by the way <laughs> but anyways i when i picture myself playing in the playground it's like that's like the best version of me the playful ryan the just having fun the fully present ryan the ryan that's just like caught up and just like enjoying life and soaking it all in and loving the kids that he's playing with my family members whoever is out there like i see that as being like oh that's just like me at my best you know so whatever it is for you i want you to now get that image in your mind and picture the very best version of you and then and then watch yourself in that moment and just observe like how you feel about yourself the love that you feel for yourself the compassion that you feel for yourself the the being proud of yourself so let's just take a moment and do that All right, so now that you've done that, like, let's just take a minute and, like, think about how you feel right now. Like, hopefully, like, you're feeling better about yourself. Like, you're able to love yourself more deeply, and you just feel, I don't know, like, even just doing this podcast, like, just taking you guys through this and, and thinking through it myself, like, I feel, like, lighter and better and going back to my dad's mantra, happy feet make light feet. Like I feel lighter right now. So just kind of notice that. And as often as you're able to, I want you to start picturing the best version of you. So whatever that last image was that you saw of yourself at your best, like I want you to see that as often as you can throughout your day. And especially right before you go to bed. I think what we think about, what we pray about, um, what we do, what we read right before we go to sleep is super powerful. It's kind of like dessert at the end of the day in our mind. Just like, like you guys probably really have had this experience too, right? Like whatever you think about, you may watch a movie right before you go to bed and then you're dreaming about those things. It's like those things are like still like turning inside of you. So I want you to make a point this week to 
in your day with that image of the best version of you and just trying to soak that in in an effort to grow just radical self-love for yourself and not in you know when i say radical self-love it sometimes it's easy to come off as like well that's like really like egotistical but it's really not this is like compassionate love not like i am superman and everyone else sucks this is like obviously this is about you having a very healthy perspective of yourself and really loving yourself deeply because it becomes very difficult to love other people well when we don't love ourselves deeply and fully and everything about us all right so what i want to move into now um, is just some joy contributors so i have i think a list of 12 things here that i think are really essential that contribute to us being joyful apart from what we just uh, went through. So I'm gonna run through that list and then we will be done. All right, so number one on joy contributors is thankfulness. And I think we all know this, right? Like thankful journals, um, thankfulness is, is a big kind of theme in our society today. And I'm so thankful that it is, you like that? <laughs> um, but man, just being thankful, it's really difficult to not be joyful when you are being thankful so um make thankfulness just a part of you like and that's that's an ongoing goal that i have for myself like it's so easy to not be thankful and i try and use unthankfulness as a cue to be thankful right so if we're able to realize those moments where we're being unthankful that we can transform that and use that as opportunity to turn that around and to be thankful uh, person all right, uh, number two is living in community and friends and family. Uh, there was a study, I don't know when it was, like years ago, where they were looking at like all the different factors that contribute to happiness. And they found that it wasn't like income level, it wasn't like amount of sun, sunshine you get. Um, it was actually your relationships. And the more close relationships you have, the happier you tend to be. So um, focusing on relationships is hugely important in us being joyful people. All right, number three uh, is living in non-judgment um, and, and rather observing things that are happening, right? So I've kind of talked about this one before, but it's real like in the last podcast, how easy it is to judge and label things that happen to us is like, this is bad, this is good, this was terrible that this happened and i'm so excited this happened um but the more we can just observe things that happen i find that it makes it a lot easier to be able to flow with outside things because outside outside things that happen to us are real you know and it is very difficult to not let those affect us but it's especially hard when we are judging and labeling those things as being either good or bad all right, so number four is what we're doing right now, cultivating a strong inner life. Like we spend so much time training our body and taking care of our body. Um, but really like I started this podcast with joy comes from the inside. So setting aside time, and I'm trying to get better at this myself where I'm starting to write down like I'm gonna spend 30 minutes today like just focused on like cultivating an inner stronger life. And whether that is like, reading and teaching or praying or whatever spending time with other people talking about deep things with other people like i'm gonna spend time on developing my inner life and being very intentional about that but then also 
with that said, not missing out on just like the mundane moments of life when I'm just driving to pick up my kids from school and rather than just like letting my mind wander, I'm like, I'm going to actually use this time to um, focus on what I really want to happen today. Like what are my inner goals for today? Like what do I want to go after? So not letting those kind of mundane moments pass us by without capitalizing on them. All right, number five is feeling like you're a part of something bigger than you. And this one is huge, you know, like it's so easy to start believing that mindset of like, like I'm insignificant and like, does it even matter what I'm doing today, you know? But if we truly look at humanity, like we are a part of something much bigger than us and you can be a part of something bigger than you, which is why, like, I always tell people, like, find something to run for, you know, and, like, for Sarah and I, obviously, like, poverty is something that's near and dear to our heart, Um, orphans, something also near and dear to our heart, so we have our foundation, the Steps Foundation, which we run for, but I always tell people, like, find something to run for that is bigger than you, because you will find fulfillment from being a part of something bigger than you, and because you'll be making a lasting impact. Um, that goes far beyond your race results. All right, next one is contentment. And uh, this is a huge one when it comes to finding joy. But it's such a delicate balance, right? Because as athletes, we're, we're always like on this line where we're like, I am thankful that I got to experience this, but I really want to run like this fast and I really want to BQ and I really want to win my age group or qualify for the Olympics or whatever it is, right? Like it's really hard to kind of manage this like contentment with striving. Um, but I find that breakthrough comes from contentment because content when you're content, you're thankful. And that's something I wish I would have got a little bit more in my career because I felt like when I retired, I was able to kind of step back and observe it all and just stop striving and just be thankful for everything that happened. But in hindsight, like I wish that I could have been more, and I did do this to some extent, but even more so, I wish I could have just been like super content and thankful for the things that had happened and the things had gone well and for the experiences I got to have. So because I really believe like that is the inner that's what has to happen on the inside for you to be able to break through on the outside is you have to be thankful content it's like this it's like in a workout like if you're like say like you're doing 400 meter repeats and you're liking the times you're seeing on your watch right like you're every single interval you're like whoa that felt easy and that was way faster than i thought it'd be like it starts this like momentum ball of like excitement you're just like man like Ooh, yeah i'm feeling good today like i'm so like thankful that i'm rolling and running fast like and you're you're operating from this space of being like really content with what's happening right now and then that enables enables you to go even faster right and you end up just like crushing this workout but it goes the other way as well like if you're not content with what's happening you're not thankful when you look down and you see your splits it's really easy to lose that momentum and just see your workout just slide off the radar completely and have a terrible workout so i really wish i could have been more content in my career because I think it would have enabled me to um, break through more and more rather than feeling like I gotta I gotta get better I gotta get better I gotta strive I gotta find a way like just like relax and like let it come out of your body don't try and force it to come out all right uh, next one is one of my favorite things and a mantra I've been telling myself a lot lately and that's I get to do this and it's an attitude that I'm really trying to cultivate now as I think about like going after joy. And I've been telling myself this with doing homework. That's like 
just being real talk here, like doing homework is a struggle for me and not my own homework. I'm not currently in school. Doing my homework, doing my kids' homework with them is not my favorite thing to do. So I've been telling myself this all the time when I'm doing homework with them. I'm like, I get to do this. I get to do this. And it is super, super helpful when I think about like, I'm alive once and Hannah, my oldest daughter, she's a senior in high school right now. Like I have a couple more months where I get to do homework with her, where I get to connect with her. And this is something I have to like pummel myself with this thought because it doesn't work for me if I just do it once. It's like the more I tell myself, the more I actually adopt this attitude. But it's really powerful when you're like, man, like life is so beautiful. Today is so special. Like I get to do this. I get to help my kids with homework. I get to teach my kids how to drive. I get to do dishes. Like all those things that sometimes I find myself complaining to myself about. When I tell myself I get to do this, it really changes those things around. Um, Next thing is just being fully present. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy when I'm like multitasking. I'm like trying to help the kids with homework, trying to answer email, and trying to talk to one of my other daughters about something else, like all at the same time. And like I can just very easily get really overwhelmed. I think this is like a modern day problem that's increasing in our society. But those moments when I'm able to be like, no, like I'm just gonna set my phone aside right now. I'm gonna turn my phone off. Like, let me just be here and be fully present. Most of our problems, most of the things that we worry about, or at least for myself that I worry about, are not things that I'm currently experiencing. They're things that are, you know, I'm worrying about that are coming tomorrow or in the future. They're on my to-do list, you know? But when I'm just like, actually here right now in this moment, it's actually really good. Like the temperature of this water actually feels really good. But I'm like so not here that I don't even realize like that this present moment is good. So that's been super helpful for me in finding joy is just being fully present. All right, number nine. Oh, it's contentment again. I already talked about that one. All right, so we're going to go to number um, 10. Um, And this was just like actually a lyric to a song I was listening to as I was preparing for this podcast. Um, And the lyric is this, life is a gift and the giver is good. And it kind of goes back to the I get to do this attitude, right? That man, life is so good. And I've been taking time out in my own life to just like stand out in nature sometimes and just appreciate it and just be like, this is so beautiful. Cause like, this isn't going to last forever. It's really easy for me to like go through my life and not realize that very often, you know, and just like, yeah, this is just another day and just doing the same thing. But like, let me just take a minute to just look around and look at the wind blowing through the trees and the sun coming through the trees and feeling the sun on my face and just take a minute to just be like life is a gift and the giver is good so that's been super helpful for me in trying to kind of increase joy in my life all right ah number 11 is doing things on my joy list so i won't take the time to read through my whole list but i made it when i was getting ready for this podcast i made a list of things that like bring me joy and i was realizing i was like man i need to do these things more like i'll just run through some of them so you can get an idea of what i'm talking about but i really recommend you guys like make a joy list like write down after you listen to this podcast just take a second it doesn't take long like i made this list in like five minutes right and it was actually kind of fun 
to, to go through it. And as I did it, I was like, yeah, like I need to do these things and make sure I'm doing these things often because life can get really mundane and it can start to feel really dry when we're not doing things that make us feel alive. So ask yourself that question. What is it that makes me feel most alive and come to life? So like things that I wrote on my list were like loving others, laughing, physical challenges, being in nature, family time, deep relationships, worship, good food, travel, deep conversations, accomplishing goals, letting go of goals. <laughs> kind of two different ones there, but um, puppies. Yeah, puppies. You cannot be in a bad mood if you're holding a puppy. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Finding peace, relaxation, feeling like I have a purpose, going after a goal, watching someone I love accomplish their goal. These are all things that like bring me joy. And just writing them down and being aware of it and just being like, whoa, these are the things that like fill me up. Like I need to make a point to do these things and do them as often as I possibly can. So make that list and like put it on your mirror and look at it and be like, hmm, like which one of these things can I do today or maybe this weekend? Like I'm already plotting a long hike down in Sedona with my two little girls that we're going on Saturday. Cause I'm like, this makes me feel alive. This makes me come to life. This brings me joy. Like it's okay to have to feed that part of us where we're, we're feeding our joy and it's growing inside of us. All right. So last one, I'm going to conclude with this. Um, joy comes from loving other people. Sorry about the echo. Just entered another part of my garage. Uh, joy comes from loving deeply. All right. So I want to end with uh, this passage. You guys know I like to throw a little Jesus at you, little Jesus. Um, so I was thinking about what does Jesus say about finding joy? Because he seemed to be pretty good at finding it. He said this, um, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. It's like, that totally captures my heart for you guys as well. Like, I just want you guys to just be filled with joy in the same way that I want to be filled with joy myself. And so how, so these things I've spoken to you so that your joy may be, be this is your joy. Uh, sorry. These things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. So he's saying like you find joy through following his commandments. So if you read the passage, just comes from John 15. If you read before that, he's all talking about like following his commandments, right? Which makes me like kind of like nervous. I'm like, ooh, I gotta do all these things. And if I don't do them, like I'm not gonna be joyful. But I'm glad that he like goes on to spell it out after he talks about finding, you know, um, your joy being made full. He spells it out for us and said, this is my commandment. So this is how you find joy, that you love one another just as I have loved you. And when I really like think about it, like that is so true. Like that is where I think our deepest joy, or at least my deepest joy, the moments in my life where I've had the most joy have been the moments where like I'm loving other people deeply. So I want to conclude with that, guys. I hope that this podcast has been helpful. I hope that you have an explosion of joy this week. And I hope that explosion of joy gives you light and happy feet. All right. Be blessed, guys.